You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. Welcome to Friday. Did it ever think it'd be reached on Friday, Jay? Because <laughs> I'm just worried about tomorrow. I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited about tomorrow. And I actually, I'm excited about Sunday. I'm um, going for my annual Father's Day golf outing with my son and see if I can beat him for the first time in a while. So In a while? It's like 10 years? More well, he beat, me, he beat me on Father's Day for the first time uh, eight years ago. And then I think I've, I beat him once and I've tied him once since then. So uh, I've, I've told him he better watch out this week. He actually went and played a practice round a couple of days ago to make sure that uh, he took care of business this Sunday. Well, good luck to you on taking at him. We got <laughs> so, about, so is everybody else. <laughs> I got, we got eight minutes to get through some sports because we have a big show here with Glenn Parker. We have Mike Fader. We have Bob Elliott, Bob Elliott. the big bird Bob? coming big in. Bird. So that's going to be our big full show. A lot of things going on, though. Uh, did you see that two teams have uh, closed up shop on their on their spring training or whatever training it is now in the summer? Yeah, you know, there's just there's just so much so much happening right now. You know, uh, Clemson reported they've got 23 football right. players with have, have had the virus. You had a golfer on the PGA Tour mm-hmm. who had to withdraw today before his round. Because he's got the virus, um, you, you've got some stuff going on at UCLA with players and how, how they they're make, they they want to make sure that they're being protected. Do you blame them? I do not blame them at all. And you know, and and again, I'm you know we've we a lot of people that have come on and and we've talked about this. We've talked about you know how would you as a parent. Mm-hmm. Be handling this, and you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know where I would well, be as a parent. Me t- let me tell you something, because your son works here, Adam, who we just spoke about, is around a lot of the kids. Well, he's not because he's at home. Well, you know, eventually, <laughs> oh yeah, in the co- yeah during the course of the season, absolutely. But so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how much contact they're going to have with players and what kind of protections there are for staff. No question, because when you, you know, you and I are here, a couple of other people, the the, the chances are minimal in terms of right. odds, but when you have 100 or 200, right. the odds get a little sure. bit more. Well, Adam, Adam was in Las Vegas. The, the women's basketball tournament had mm-hmm. been in Vegas. Uh, the Pac-12 tournament had been in Vegas the week before the men's tournament, and he was on the road with the women's team. So, you know, he was... You know, and sort of ground zero of this. You know, the week before, mm-hmm. you know, you know he before everything broke down, quarantine didn't he uh, right he away? He did. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. all did. They had to come. You know, and we, you know, he didn't come over to our house, and you know, right. all that kind of stuff. So we, you know, it, what's that going to be like? You know, in the season coming up, because when in the position that he's in, he travels with the women's basketball team. He's he's at dinner with them. He's on the court with right. them, and, and and that kind of stuff. So, you know, so this goes beyond the players. You know, there's a lot of staff people who are involved. In, in running a program, and, it, you know, what's going to happen? And we just finished the first week of UA football. We'll, we won't know what's going on right, there we don't. Uh, until until if we ever do, but it, more kids will be coming here in the next few, few days. Right. Well, I think we'll have a sign of it if 30 more kids show up on Monday because that's what, you know, mm-hmm. Dave Hickey said the plan was that they were going to have 20 this week, mm-hmm. and then if everything went well, they'd bring in another 30 Next week. So, if, well, so well, if 30 kids show up, we know that things are going okay. okay. Yeah, well, well is uh, anybody's <laughs> guess what he means by well. So, you know, it's... it's Okay, so knowing, given that, we, we just talked about that for five minutes. Given what you know, what you know today, 
What do you feel about the fall, or how do you feel about the fall? I still think there's going to be sports because I think that they're going to, you know, there's it, 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 we're, we're we're panicking at times when we see this stuff, mm-hmm. but what they're doing, you know, they're doing things that will help, you know, they're figuring things out that will help them get on the field. You know, the, these 23 players have, uh, you know, at, at Clemson have the virus. Well, now they're finding out what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What do they have to do? What, you know, if a, if a player's got it, but he's got no symptoms or has symptoms, right. how, how well are they able to, to trace and treat? So it's kind of like they're, they're running a fire drill, but it's real. Yeah, you know? it's better now than later. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, you said a minute ago before we went on the air, it's June 19th. It's still a mm-hmm. long way off before decisions have to be made and before right. games are going to be, you know, on the line. So I think what I still think that there's going to be sports. They're trying to figure it out and they're figuring it out as they go along. And that's what's going to happen. Right. And, and we're going to have days like today when it looks hopeless bad, bad, and it right. looks bad. And then there's going to be other you know times when it looks, okay, we might be able to figure this out. Right. Well, yesterday didn't look any better when Fauci was talking about the, the NFL. Right. And, 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 you know, and then there's the whole, you know, then there's the whole, what about the fans? You know, are mm-hmm. fans going to be able to be part of these games? Are, you know, are we going to get to go to games or not? Right. So, oh God, you know, we're so far away from this still. And we, we can't, one of the things that we can't do and we tend to do is get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we always do. <laughs> we do. We it's get ahead of ourselves. We, we want to project. <laughs> right, right. You know, right, right. we want to project based on what we know today. Yeah. And in this particular instance, what we know today is way less than what we're going to know in a week, in two sure. weeks, in a month, and so on. And and we we keep saying it, and I know we lose our minds, but we keep saying it. We got to let it play out. Sure, sure. We know more and, than and, what we knew in March when all this broke. Right. And we know a, a little bit more at least, and we're getting closer to the to the line in the sand, if you will, because next it's going to be July pretty right. soon. It's going to be July, but you know what? As long as we listen to the smart people in the right. room, okay. We, I totally agree with that. We got to listen to the smart people in the room, and it, that's not the coaches. That's not even the athletic directors. Mm-hmm. That's not even the presidents of the universities. Well, in our case, it is because the our, our, our pre, the president of Arizona is a doctor. Mm-hmm. But we've got to listen to the smart people. And if we don't, now we're going to have bigger problems. Let me ask you, because you've had kids come through the system. They've gone to school. They were physically at school. They grew up in school. You have a, a, a daughter now going to Duke. Uh, you don't even know if there's going to be school. We don't. Well, there's going to be school, but you don't know if you're going to be on campus for that's, school. That's, that's what you that's don't my know. Point. So do you think it's not going to Duke or going to Arizona is not the same as doing it online? It's not. And But, you know, I, I think I've said before, you know, my daughter, Rachel, who's who just finished her freshman year, you know, we were just having a conversation about this. And, and she, she's a, she's a, an art major. So she's got a couple of classes that kind of require her to be in a studio and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's really contemplating whether she's going to pass on those classes for later this semester for later. and take a strictly an online uh, mm-hmm. schedule. Now my daughter who's going to Duke, she's going to do a PhD. She's got to be in a lab. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the precautions that they're going to, but she's also got classes that she's got to take. So, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there for her as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, my kids are, are out now, but, uh, 
It's tough. It, you know, you're spending is. money on online classes. Yeah, and, you, and, and you, you just don't know. I mean, you know, again, my daughter Rachel, she was in the honors dorm at the U of A, and it was she was having the time of her life. It was, she was in this great and facility, a brand new dorm, brand yeah. new facility, and in a place that was just so nice. And mm -hmm. she had this huge room. And, you know, we went and got her in March, and she came home, and so she didn't get the, the full-year benefit of that. Right, right. No, and that's what you, part of college is about, enjoying oh, your time yeah. on, on campus. Yeah, you know, I I had more fun with the stuff outside of class. Yeah. You know, I went to school because I had to, and I did the other stuff because I wanted to. Well, you enjoyed school, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I, I enjoyed the heck out yeah, of it, yeah. and, 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 uh, that, but, and that's such a big part of it. I know we wanted to talk about this real quick. I know that he's trying to get to Glenn Parker in the world, but we had, we had a quick uh, Zoom meeting with uh, Ira Lee. What a great guy. You know, I, I, you, really, you really get a sense of how important and how special it is to have seniors on your team mm -hmm. i really is a man he's a grown man yeah. now in my eyes he's still a kid because he's 22 20, 22 or 22. 23 years old but when you compare him to the nico mannions and 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 the zeke nagis of the world he's a man and when you see what he brings to the table and with his maturity mm -hmm. and those kinds of things you really see how important it is to have those guys around and sure. how hard it is to have a program that where you don't have those guys around. No, no question. Uh, we've seen it. Uh, we saw it 30, 40 years ago with uh, Bob Elliott. We've seen right. it with, with Sean Elliott. We've seen it with Steve Kerr. All those things. Uh, but I, he was great. And I'm writing a column about him today and tonight. And and I'll say this very easily and comfortably. He is my favorite player. Yeah. For the reasons you mentioned, he speaks well. And he's gone through a lot. He has gone through a lot. But he's, you know, he's experienced a lot. But he's also... Level -headed about uh, he's it. very level-headed about it yeah. and understands mm -hmm. the ramifications of everything. Right. And and I really loved what he had to say about his his position on, on Black Lives Matter, the experiences he's had growing up, the experience he's had while he's been in Tucson, right. and how those things have affected him going mm -hmm, forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no question. Let's take a quick break because we're going to start our show about the Father's Day show. We're looking forward to this. Right. Glenn Parker coming up. Great, great. Here on 1030 The Voice. Time to update those old kitchen cabinets? Call the Window Depot today. The Window Depot is not only the number one warehouse for windows and doors, we now have a great selection of kitchen and bath cabinets at Tucson's best prices. The Window Depot is Tucson's top spot for granite and quartz countertops to finish the new kitchen or the replacement of that old worn out Formica. So call us today at 290-8545 or 622-6430. The Window Depot, windows, doors, granite, and new kitchens. Place in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. It could be the best years of your life. In retirement, you'll finally get to do what you want to do. Travel, golf, spend time with the grandkids, or just relax at home. But you have to plan for it. Start by tuning in to John Hagenson every Saturday morning at 7 for Rethink Your Money with Keystone Wealth Partners. Make retirement the best time of your life. Tune in Saturday mornings at 7 for Rethink Your Money with Keystone Wealth Partners and John Hagenson. Keystone Wealth Partners is a registered investment advisory firm. 
Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 10 Through the Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone we have Glenn Parker, former U of A guy and Buffalo Bill guy. Glenn, how are you? I'm fantastic, Steve. Thank you very much. Jay, hope you're well. I'm doing well, Glenn. Happy Father's Day coming up to you. I, You know, father of four, one more than I've got. So, so it's always a big day around our house uh, on Father's Day. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, it's it, it's something we go through, and I don't know. I to me, Father's Day, it's it's I, I signed up for it. I wanted it, and I'll I'll be one of those cliche guys. Goes man, every day I get to see my kids is Father's Day. Let me ask you. We're kind of joking, and you know, we're friends. Our, our kids are friends. Uh, uh, you four kids possibly playing all college uh, ball through the years. Uh, the, Casey must be a very good athlete. Well, um, yeah, believe it or not, Casey actually was recruited to the University of Arizona along with other schools, including Ohio State and some of the others, to be a synchronized swimmer. And she committed here, was committed to coming here, really wanted to come here, and Arizona dropped the sport. Uh, But she was already committed. She wanted to come here, so she stayed on the course and came here and uh, you know, the sport has ebbed and flowed over the years, but yes, she's an athlete, and better, more importantly than that, uh, and understanding the, the athlete mindset the way she does, she's also just an incredible mom and an incredible wife. And because of her, our kids have done really well. Because as you know, I travel a ton. I'm gone a lot, and it could never have gotten down without, down without mom. Just to be, just because I stated this earlier with the four kids, uh, how proud are you? Not just uh, acad- not just sports wise, but academically, because they are into sports, and most of them, if not all of them, will be playing college sports. Yeah. So all four. Will, play on a uh, on a sports scholarship but <clears throat> pardon me they'll also they're also always eligible for academic scholarship as well again that that goes to mom um am i proud yeah i'm i'm proud i can swell my chest but i'm really proud for them of what they've done uh, yeah, i think the greatest thing we can do for kids is to have them appreciate what they've done and understand that the hard work pays off no matter what it is and you know any job doing is worth doing it right all those little things we talk about really do mean something and if you do the things right and you get after it the right way and you and it matters then you know it's its own reward it doesn't matter at the end what happens if you know because it matters that you put in the work and so yeah i'm i'm i want them to be proud of themselves for what they've accomplished more than me or or mom being proud of them. Right. Glenn, so you, you had four kids, and I'm assuming that there was a point where they were all in sports, some sport yeah. at the same time. What, what was like, I had three, and it was madness trying to get our kids to the various sports. What was it like around your house trying it, to get these kids to everything that they were doing? It was, it was as you said, madness. You know, but between the two of us, and then... When the oldest started driving, that helped a lot because she could drive herself you know, or she could drive both her and her sister right. help out. And then she left for college, but the sister was there finishing high school and could help. Um, the, the hard part got when they both went into, they both got in the club, uh, you know, which we always try to, like, so, for instance, my, my daughter with volleyball, we really don't like them going in a hardcore club until, you know, maybe seventh, eighth grade going into high school. Right. They don't want our kids to specialize until high school. They want to, or, and even then, if they don't want to, we'd rather them not. So William played baseball and football. Uh, and he, he was doing club baseball. And of course it's hard if you don't have 
enough drivers. So what it ended up telling me, since they didn't have the licenses yet, mom, go one, I'd go the other. At least we could split it up. But it was it, it, it is chaotic when they're all in sports and nobody has a license but you and mom. Exactly. And then when I'm leaving to go, to go <laughs> do a game somewhere, right. she's on her own and we got to call in help. Right. I, I remember when, you know, when we were, my son Adam was the oldest when he was approaching getting his 16th birthday so he could get his, his driver's license. And there were friends of ours saying, oh, are you, you know, are you worried? You know, and I'm like, I can't wait for him to get his license because we needed another driver. <laughs> right. Yeah. It gets to that real tough period where you're just, you, you think people would say, oh, they're all in sports. Isn't that great? Well, they're all on different schedules. Exactly. You know, the, the, the volleyball is different than football or baseball, which is different than soccer. And you're like, and by age group in soccer, it's different. And you just constantly are just going and hoping that, you know, you're doing the right thing. Let's bring up a, a, a memory to think that you're old and we're both old. I think Jay and I both covered you back in 88, 89, back in the good old days of football. Did you, did Glenn Parker ever imagine to have the success he's had in life and in football? No, you know, I look at I look at my early life when it came to that. You know, I didn't play high school football, and I walked on at the age of 20, and it came so easy to me, the game. And it wasn't – it was the lessons I had to learn for it to come easy that I kind of learned. You know, I was working my way through school. I was working as a bouncer. I was underage. Play a lot of sports. You know, I'd play basketball in the courts with the NBA guys and did all that, But and I, and I surfed. I played beach volleyball, but – that's not the same thing as being dedicated to it. And when I just, when I made that jump, I remember looking in the mirror going, man, everything that happens for me this day on out is m- on my shoulders. I can't blame others. I can't complain that I didn't get what I wanted because you know, my mom and dad couldn't afford to send us to college. I had to make it on my own. And, and when I chose and I made that step and I looked at myself in the mirror that day, everything changed for me. And I never kind of thought about, being successful at it until I was in the middle of it. I didn't think about it when I got to Arizona after getting my scholarship. I just thought, well, this is what should be. I'm better than those guys. And then getting drafted and playing right away, well, I'm better than those guys. And it, it was about my fourth, fifth, sixth year in the league. I went, man, this this is incredible. I can't believe what, you know, and then you just want more of it. At that point, you just want to do it more. And so you keep going and, and last as long as I did. But no, I could... I would never have thought for a million years when I started that journey that's where it was going to end up. You know, Glenn, I remember uh, uh, when when you came, you know, when you came to campus, and Dick told me told me about you and said, you know, you got to go talk to this guy because he's just. I think he called you just different, and and, and you <laughs> you were certainly that because you know I you know I saw you for the first time. You had the you know the you know the long hair, and they, they said that you were just hanging out on the beach, and you decided to play football, and but that you were you know and and I I didn't know what to expect, but it, it certainly wasn't what I saw because you were. You were so many things that, that that I recall. You know, you were you know you were well spoken. You had a good head on your shoulders, and you looked like you knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah, I don't know if I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I uh, had an idea what I wanted. I, I liked. I, I kind of fell in love with the game over the years. Certainly didn't love it my first few of playing. Even though I got a scholarship, could do what I wanted. Um, I, I one thing I always try to tell my kids, and I tell any all my players is. Don't have a passion for something and say, that's what I want to do. You know, people say, follow your passion all the time. That's probably the worst advice ever given. Because if you just look at, like, American Idol, there's millions of people who have a passion for music, and not very many were very good. 
Right. What it is is find out what you're good at and develop a passion for it. Hmm. I found out I was good at football. Yeah. And I developed a passion for it. I really did. I, I didn't. I liked watching on Sundays or, you know, college, I'd watch a little, watch a lot of pros, but I wasn't into it. I wasn't dedicated to it. I wasn't uh, a fan by any means. I never went to a game. Uh, and I found out I was really good at it. So I developed a passion for it. See, the things you learn on talk radio. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Seriously, that's, re- that's really good. So, okay, so what's, uh, you know, what's Father's Day going to be like in the Parker house? we got about 40 seconds. Yep. Well, I think it's going to be pretty mellow. I've got work to do, and my kids are going to probably make me lunch or dinner, and we'll eat some cookies and talk a little bit and watch a movie. It'll be perfect. Is Just everybody like every other day in the in our uh, in our shutdown that we've had? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How many do you have at home? I've got three right now. Two are leaving for college in the next month and a half, and one who has graduated uh, is leaving for a job with Nike in the, in the, it's supposed to be in July, but it might end up being in the fall. Very nice. Very nice. Glenn, we really appreciate it. We appreciate it, Glenn. Hey, thanks. Jay. Thanks so much for being hey, here. Thanks for having me on. And keep, keep being a great dad. All right. All right. And you guys as well. Thank uh, you. Happy Father's day. And thank you very much. And happy Father's day, day to thank you, Glenn. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Glenn Parker, Bye-bye. one of the great guys, Glenn Parker, smart yeah, guy. You know, smart guy. You know what? And, and really, I mean, he was a scary looking guy. Yeah, yeah. I remember recall. my story on him because you, we, you know, did the same. Right. It was rebel without a cause. Right. He was a scary looking guy, but you a know. Good guy. And then I started talking to him. He was like, he was a softy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really was. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to break. We're going to take a break here on Ten Three of the Voice. These days, most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us online at www.crestins.com or call us toll-free at 888-881-5765. The Old Pueblo is a place with a lot of great stories to tell. You can find all episodes of the Tucson History Podcast from 1030 The Voice at KVOI.com, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. From the 1967 food giant jet crash to legendary Arizona coach Fred Snowden to the tales of Tucson's days as a Confederate capital, the Tucson History Podcast from 1030 The Voice is concise and always entertaining. Download them now at Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and KVOI.com. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone, we have former U of A basketball great Bob Elliott. How are you, Bob? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing on a Friday evening? We're doing good. Looking forward to Father's Day. How about you? Yep. Well, for some of us, it's Father's Day. It's Grandfather's Day. You know, it just keeps moving on. Hey, how, how many grandkids are you up to, Bob? I know you got a bunch. Ten. Wow. That's an easy e- re- rebounding day for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ten plus one, who is uh, our daughter's goddaughter, so we can call her our grand goddaughter. We just say she's our granddaughter. That's twenty points that and 11, eleven rebounds. Yeah, twenty points and eleven rebounds. That's a good day for you. Yeah, actually, she uh, she just finished her career at University of Utah. So uh, got got some D one folks. And there, there you our go. Our grandson Kareem Clark just signed with yes. uh, Alabama State to go play for uh, Mo Williams, the guy used to play with the Cavaliers and the Clippers, and he's now getting into coaching. So it'd be a good one for him. So, so, so did your kids not have a choice also? I mean, sports were just a big part of their – have been a big part of their lives, I'm assuming. Oh, 
Oh, they always had a choice. It, 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 you know, my wife and I never told them that here's what they need to do. You know, they've got to follow their own path, uh, what their interests are, what they want to do. Um, you, you, you know, you don't interrupt. Yeah, yeah but by that, Amanda, it's just like for. sports are just, you know, you're, you know, you're a professional athlete. I mean, my kid never had a chance. You know, he was going to be, you know, he started going to games when he was a baby. So it's just like, it's just a part of who you guys are, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I remember our youngest son uh, was born on the 1st of December in 81. And my wife had him at a game because I was broadcasting for Channel 11 maybe five or six days later. <laughs> there you go. Well, let me tell you, it, 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 Marks is his own man. You know that. I know that. Following him on Facebook and the rest of it is kind of crazy. Hey, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So, so Bob, you know, as you, you know, as as you became a dad, and you know, your kids were growing up, and they were in sports and stuff like that. I mean, some of the things that you experienced in sports. I mean, how how you know, how, where what kind of things did you learn as an athlete, and all the things that you did that you feel made you a good dad? Uh, I think some of it is reflecting on what happened when I was coming through like junior high and high school. And, and little things such as, uh, I remember my, my, we didn't, at my high school, freshmen at that time didn't play high school. So we were in junior high, but 10th grade and 11th grade, I remember that, uh, our basketball team used to travel on Greyhound buses. And if we went from Ann Arbor to play either Battle Creek or, or Kalamazoo, the other side of the state, afterwards, we stopped at a place called Bill Knapp's and had a team meal. Then my senior year, they say, hey, the bus is outside. And I looked, I said, I don't see a bus. I, I don't see the bus. They say, it's right there. I said, that's a school bus. That's what we're riding on. What happened was my sophomore and junior years, there was a guy named Mr. Walter House. His son, Dick, played on the team. He, he owned a thing called Walter House Construction. Well, then I find out Mr. Walter House was the one helping out the team to do these things. So now all of a sudden I get older, I now got kids, and I'm like, you know, what goes around comes around. So Mr. Waterhouse used to take care of our team, time for me to take care of the kids' teams. That, you know, and and and, and those are the things that, I mean, I, 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 I didn't play enough sports to, you know, be a college coach or anything like that, but, you know, I, I knew early on that I wanted to participate in my kids' sports, and I had I was fortunate enough to, you know, coach them in high school, both my son in baseball and my daughter in softball and Little League and all that stuff, and I just felt like being a part of all that, I don't know if I could have ever just sat on the sidelines and, and watched it. I, I couldn't. Even the very first year that uh, our youngest son ended up playing Pop Warner football, and I'm watching practice, I'm like, no, uh-uh. No, this, this is not going to go. Because if I don't know enough about that sport, it's about, first of all, the kids have to enjoy themselves. Mm -hmm, right. Number two, teach them as many fundamental as possible. But also, number three, teach them about being on a team. That it's about, you know, you want to be the, the sum of the individual parts as great as a whole. What's your part in helping us out? How do we achieve? And it's a we. It's a us. And, and some of my greatest memories are watching these kids understand that we are a team and we win together. It's not about who scores or who did. No, it's about did we win the game? Right. And, you know, and for me, it was it was like 
you know, the road trips, you know, going to, you know, an overnight trip to Phoenix to go play in a tournament or something like that, where I thought was some of the greatest, some of the best times in the growing that the kids did because, you know, they were working with each other off the field. Yeah, it, and it's those relationships. It's, as you get older, it's not about how many points you scored or how many MVPs you got, anything like that. It's the relationships that last a lifetime. And the fact that, you know, you can see somebody that you played with and and you become like family, and that's what lasts. That's that's the real deal. So tell me in your mind, uh, your grandparents of eleven, a grandparent of eleven, the difference between a good dad and a good grandparent for you. <laughs> the, the, that, the, that the kids get to go home, or what, what's the deal? Well, you know, it's one of the rules I had. Now, usually, I end up being the head coach, and you have your assistant coaches, and I pull the assistant coach together, and usually on a youth team their sons or daughters are also on that team. So I said, rule number one, you never chastise or say anything negative to your own kid because you got to go back home with that kid. <laughs> so, if, so if you see something going on with somebody and it's your kid, go tell another assistant coach and let them deliver the message to that kid. That's, that's an interesting approach. So, so you're, you're – you know, what's been the difference for you between being, you know, you got your dad, you got your kids around, and now you're the you're the grandpa. You know, what's kind of what kind of a grandfather are you? Um, I found out that those benches are hard on your backside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're yeah. I, well, I know that you're there. How the, you get comfortable? Yeah, right. Don't get comfortable. Right, right. Because you're you must be at a ton of games, a ton of games. Oh, hey, don't I try to make all of them, even though you know if they're even not in town, I don't care. Send send Nanu and Big Pop. Send us your schedules, and we try to figure out how we can get to Northern California or to Dallas or to wherever the kids may be. It's, it's you know whether it's sports or dancing, or it could be anything you know, and you just want to see them have fun and and and. And have fun with what they're doing. So what are the age ranges from the oldest grandchild to the youngest? Okay, now don't panic on this one. The oldest is 21 and about to be a senior in college. Wait a minute, you got a 21-year-old grandkid? Yes. Oh, my and gosh. Then, and then Kareem, who's about to turn 20, will be a junior at Alabama State. He played his first year in college uh, at a JC up in the Sacramento area. He played last year at South Mountain in Phoenix, and now he'll be a junior at Alabama State. So they go from those two, 21 to 20, all the way down to the youngest, who's six, and just finished kindergarten. That's a that's that's a stretch. That that that's quite a stretch. Oh my gosh! So 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 Bob, I mean, when you're you, you see your son, you know, as, as fathers, I mean, what do you see yourself in in how they're how they are fathers and that kind of thing? Good question. Um, I try to stay out of however they decide to do what they're doing. Now, uh, all four kids are married. Uh, they have their own families. You know, you, you try to stay out of what they're doing. If they invite you in, then you come, but they, you know, but they're trying to live their lives. They're trying to run their house. They're trying to do what they're trying to do. And, and, and as long as they're handling their business, and as anything you ever want for your kid, you want to be happy and healthy. That's it. 
So it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You must be, uh, you and your wife must be uh, traveling a lot then if you're seeing them all over the country. No question. Luckily, everybody's west of Mississippi. But <laughs> I remember this guy told us uh, when we started having grandkids, and he said, your job as a grandparent is to create memories. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I and I mean, I'm not there yet. Okay. So I'm, I'm and you're not that much older than me. So I, and I've got a long ways to go. I think before I'm going to be a grandfather. But uh, you know, I I I I'm interested to see you know what I what I may have done right. Maybe what I may have done wrong when my when my son you know be, becomes a dad. And I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to look like because it's you know I, I've tried to you know be. You know, I obviously try to be a good dad, and maybe there have been times my there are things that I've done that my son is going to go, Dad, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, it's, it's interesting <laughs> to see <laughs> see that whole deal. And then, then there was the whole relationship between him and I as a coach, and that was a different thing. Yeah, it, it's going to be different. But, you know, we I mean, it, it's well documented. You know, we got married in college. Uh, it'll be 45 years in August. Wow. So, yeah, it, it definitely is mathematically possible to have what we have going on. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a guy coming on, Mike Fader, who's got, you know, he's got his first grandkid, but uh, you know, his dad's his dad was around there four generations, you know, so mm-hmm. you know his so his his grandson was a great grandson, so it's a uh, it's boy, there's a lot of time now in that, there. That I'm not ready for that part. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be that far away. Uh, I better be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob, thanks for joining us. Bob, we appreciate it, and uh, you hope you have a great Father's Day and that you know, everybody's healthy and happy. Y'all know what the rule is. You get to do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. There's two days. There's exactly. two days you get two days. You get your birthday and Father's Day. Well, uh, well it, it's Father's Day weekend at my house, so. That's good. All right. That's good. You, you negotiate a good deal. <laughs> I'll have, have a great time, Bob. Thanks again. All right, man. Y'all, thanks for having me on. Thanks. That was Bob Elliott. He's a big bird. One of the best basketball players here. You know. Yeah, just you know, and, and an all-time good guy. Yes, you know, yes. and, and one of those guys who came back to Tucson and has stayed here. He was my accountant. He knew how much I'd really how broke I was, <laughs> and still am. Let's take a quick break here. Come back with Mike Fader on the other side here on Ten Thirty The Voice. Go local. Make the switch at Hughes Federal Credit Union. We offer customized solutions and get you what you need faster. Like our quick and easy credit cards and auto loans. All done online from start to finish. Save time using mobile banking, bill pay, mobile deposit, and mobile pay with just a few clicks. Live large accessing 30,000 plus surcharge free ATMs and free debit card choices. Make the switch to Hughes today. Visit HughesFCU.org slash switch. Certain restrictions apply insured by NCUA. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. In these extraordinary times, 1030 The Voice would like to salute our American heroes. Of course, we thank first responders and health workers. But we also recognize workers in the food service industry, the people manning the front lines in our grocery stores. And from food delivery people to the drivers getting goods to stores. We thank you. We couldn't do it without you. 1030 The Voice. 
Trusted local news and talk. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone, someone we definitely know together, Mike Fader. How are you, Mike? Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing good, Mike. So I'm trying to think of the timing of this. Uh, are, is this your first Father's Day as a grandfather? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, our, our grandson will be one year old in July. Okay, I, I knew it was around this time, but so how you know how is that for you? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's you know, it's just listening to your two previous guests. I mean, and by the way, I mean, I, it's unbelievable. Bob's got ten grandkids. I we've got one. And we've been married one year less than he has. And, and you're and you're like a hundred years older than Bob. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess that means I've been working too hard over the years. True. Well, true. What, what, what it is is you didn't work hard enough because he's got more kids and he started no, having that, them that, earlier. And, and you, you guys will both laugh. Right now I got ESPN on. I'm watching the game. The star Steve Bartman reached over the stands and got the ball and the Cubs lost that game. Oh, God. So so what's, what's going on around the Fader household for Father's Day? Well... Two things. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to take my dad. Uh, my dad's 93 years old uh, to Risky Business at Colvin Sunrise uh, to grab lunch with him. Patty and I are going to have lunch with him, uh, so that'll be fun. And then Sunday, we're just heading up to Phoenix uh, to celebrate our son's first Father's Day and and to, to be with our grandson uh, Diego and and just kind of have a day, just the fun, you know, and just. And relax, nothing high level. We're not going out to eat or anything. Well, you know, perfect day might be going to pick up Chompies uh, and bringing it to to their house. Had, but no, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. Had this been a normal weekend uh, without the COVID situation, what would you have done? Maybe caught a game or done something differently? I'd probably be watching baseball on TV and NBA playoff games, and still doing the same things. In risky business, I could have watched a few more things, but. It's obviously all of us are just missing games to watch on TV, uh, and you know it's it's it's, it's a sad time uh, at the Fader household when you can't watch any sports. It is so so. You, I mean, you a you've been a dad for a while, and you you know you've been a sports guy forever and ever. How how big a role did sports play? You know, in your house, you know, with with you know your your son growing up and your dad, you guys being huge Cubs fans. I mean. Where did sports fit into the Fader family? Well, just going back, you know, to when I was growing up, I mean, I, I was a lifelong Cub fan. I mean, I grew up in Chicago. I uh, went to games at Wrigley Field. Uh, we also, uh, my dad, was, at the time, was working two jobs, but he'd come home, and 16-inch softball is the game they play in Chicago. No gloves, uh, you know. And, and, and so my dad went five days a week, would get all the kids. We live right in the city. Get all the kids together, and we play two softball games. My right? no no stats or no parents watching or hovering. You know, my dad. Okay, you on this team, you on this team, you on this team, you on this team. And if after the first game it was it was uneven, then he switched the teams up, and then we did it the next day. And we did it the next day. So uh, so baseball was was always a big part. My we went to Bear games growing up uh, at Wrigley Field. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, Gail Sayers and Dick Buckus in, in those years, you know, I'm 68 years old. Uh, and so that was fun. And then I actually went to the first year of the Chicago Bulls games when 
Dave Shellhouse was on the team and Guy Rogers and Bob Boozer. So, as you could tell, sports was always enormous. Uh, then got into baseball at the age of 21 years old, uh, running the Burlington Bees as a GM. And a couple year, next year, uh, actually met Patty. And uh, at the end of that first year, we got married. And I'm sorry, at the end of the second year. And uh, she just loved baseball, and she was just around it. Uh, and, you know, she, she worked with me at the stadium with the baseball team uh, probably over 20 years. Uh, and and she, she's in the background kibitzing right now. <laughs> and, and, and she says, we're still married. What? Uh, what? But, but Nate was born uh, in 1981. Uh, and he basically grew up in the ballpark as well. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, we, you know, we had, uh, Patty had a crib at the ballpark and, uh, he just, he was, he was around all those years. He was around the game. I mean, I can remember when he was born, uh, in Jackson, Mississippi and on the street, uh, one, somebody put up a sign. It's a boy, you know, well, anybody who knew us knew what that meant. And, uh, it was just, it was just fun. And, and Nate just really, I mean, for him, Daryl Strawberry was another guy, uh, you know, Roger McDowell, you know, Billy Bean, all those guys, uh, you know, Phil Nevin, you know, all the guys with the two Santoros, but it never was like a fanaticism for him. Like it was for me. Uh, he was just, they were guys. I mean, they were his yeah. buddies. Yeah. Uh, you know, Roger McDowell would bring him a Happy Meal before he was starting pitcher in Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask he you. Just, you know, he was in the locker room. You know, he, he, he was everywhere with us. I mean, and so uh, so that was great. You know, as he got older. Go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. No, just just because we don't have very much time. Just the difference between a father, obviously raising Nate, but being a grandfather and the joy that brings. Well, obviously a lot different right now because Diego's not walking yet. Uh, so, but it's just, it's just a pride. I mean, just to, to see our son, uh, become a dad and just being at the hospital the day that, that Diego was born, uh, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a different, it's a special pride. I mean, all you got to do is watch Patty's Facebook page and, and you'll see a photo of, of our grandson probably every other day. Uh, you know, but he's, he's just a happy go lucky little boy and, great temperament and and it's it's even going to be that much fun not that i mean now you could just kind of do little things but when he's walking and and that bat gets in his hand and he, by the way he'll throw right handed and bat left handed uh, <laughs> hey, do you and, need, and, you need and, to you know, get him to throw left handed too <laughs> no i can't you can't play a middle infielder and throw left handed <laughs> i'm talking left handed relief pitchers <laughs> oh no no we don't we don't want him pitching uh, you got to be a part of the game, but like even for me, I mean, wherever I was running a ball club, and I'll try and keep it quick because I know you're out of time. I would always go to his games, just like like Bob said, you know, a little while ago. I mean, he he played Catalina Foothills for four years. He played junior college baseball, uh, and I loved going to his games. You know, and it was, you know, I I wasn't a hovering dad, but but we loved talking baseball, yeah. just like you know. You know, Jay's going to play with his son on Sunday. Uh, and it, just to be around, and and that was special. And I, I look forward to those days 
uh, with our grandson. I mean, even with Nate. I mean, I helped coach his little league team in Tucson, and and just it was just fun. I mean, I wasn't Mike Fader GM. I took myself out of that mode. I was just a dad. Yep. And I was a coach, and it just it was special. And that and that's it. I mean, that it's just so much fun and watching sports be a part of their lives. I've I've really had a <clears throat> excuse me a great time. You know, seeing my kids enjoy sports and all three of them. You know, so it's it's just right. it's it's just always really special to see. You know when they compete and when they, you know, the the losses right. and the wins and and all that kind of stuff. I've well, always Patrick, really enjoyed. Said it. It. We said this over the last few years. The thing we miss the most is going to games. Right. Yeah, you know, right. you know, just going to Nate's games and seeing, and quite honestly, having our own games. But but when you go to your son's game, it's it's a little different meaning. Right, Mike. Right. We gotta go. Mike, thanks for joining us. Mike, we appreciate it. Uh, happy Father's, happy Day, Father's Day, Day to everybody in the Fader household. Thank you, thank you. Same day, both of you. Thanks, thanks a bunch. Guys. Hey, great show today. Uh, See you Monday. I'll be here Monday. Okay, great. Uh, we're still, the ride along is going fine. <laughs> Let's take a break.